Daf Samach Aleph. So in the middle of the circuit, the Mishnah brought the Tanai. If an Isha says or a husband says to the wife, "I'm an Ashishi base court offer if I have that amount of." Karka, which we said meant to be, has to be karka that he owns. That's just karka that he works on. That's just karka that's in the neighborhood, but it has to be karka that he owns. Then it would be a proper kedushin, if not, not. So it says the Gemara, the last three words in the bottom of Samach Omad Beis. We have the similar halacha over here in terms of measuring karka in three different situ- halachic situations. First one is by Hegdish. What is the halacha? The Mishnah says, as follows. If you maktish a field in the time when Yovel's night, it doesn't mean during Yovel itself, it means in a time when Yovel's night. So normally every time you maktish something, it, belongs to, it now belongs to the Bedeka bias. We're not talking about a carbon. We're talking about something that cannot be used directly by Hegdish. So the look is you paid it back, right? You give money to Hegdish instead, the Kedusha goes on to the money, and Hegdish uses the money for whatever it is. However, the Pasuk and Parshish B'chu specifically says when it comes to Karka, we do a special evaluation. Normally we evaluate whatever it is that you're maktish according to its market. Market value, whatever the market value is. But by Karka, there's a special formula. And by Karka, the, the Gemara says, You evaluate that size of a piece of land that you can have a Zera Chomer Sa'arim. It's a certain amount of crop that you get from the land. That size Karka is Chamishim Shekel Kesef. You paid it for not its face value, but rather for 50 Shekel for that size piece of land. That might be more than the going value, might be less than the going value. But this is the fixed amount of the time it says. The Mishnah continues. If parts of the field were not flat, parts of the field, 99% of the field is flat, and there's some areas that are either higher up on rocks or deeper down in ditches, more than 10 Tfachim off the, the level of the Karka. So the Mishnah says, They are not measured when you figure out how, to, how much field you have in terms of that Cheshman of 50 Shekel. Pachas Vikan, if it's within 10 Tfachim of the ground, higher or lower, then I'm done anymore. That's what the Mishnah says. And what does that mean? Vavina, mother, we asked the question about this. Even if you want to say that these areas that are lower than 10 Tfachim below the regular land level of the ground. Okay? So you have over there, uh, I know, I know, an acre of land that is regular level, and then you have another 50 by 50 feet or whatever that is lower than 10 Tfachim below that. Okay, so more so what? So Niktushu Apinafshayu. So even if you want to say, that they're not considered part of the land because they're higher or lower, but they're Kaddish anyways, you're Maktish them, and when you go to be part of them, you're part of them, again, with the same valuation of 50 per that amount of land. So what does it mean that they're not, it sounds like from the Mishnah, they're not Kaddish at all. The Rashi says, maybe you'll say that the slope between them, let's say it's like a slope down into a ditch, so the slope area, the side walls, maybe are not Kaddish, and they don't have a, that halacha. But the bottom flat part, what's the difference between higher than Tvachah, lower than Tvachah, makes no difference. Should be Kaddish and have the Din Pidgeon. Maybe say no. Maybe the Torah says if it's not a base Zerachar which is a base core, it shouldn't be Kaddish at all. Says, well, that's not true. Loichashim, it's not Kaddish for Aminu. Sada, the Pasik says, Vimisteach Uzasa Yaktish. It doesn't say Sada, it says Mistei. Matamalam, if you should never Zerachamisar and Vachamishim, it says you paid a Zerachamisar, which is a base core, with that amount of money. And then the Shiktish bin Yenzef, you maktish that big giant field. Benad Rabbis Lesse, Chatzi Lesse, Saw, Tarkov, Chatzi Tarkov, Filo Raiva, these are fractions of a core. Minayan Tamalam, it says, Mistei, that even a small piece of field, you do 
it according to the same algorithm in terms of percentage. But Lamaisa, it's Kaddish. We call Makam, so it's Kaddish anyway. So back to our question, what's Pshat in the Mishnah, that if it's higher or lower off the ground, it's not, it's not Chashev. What does it mean, it's not Chashev? It's Kaddish anyways. You just, you just calculate it based on a smaller piece, but it ends up being the same amount of money anyways. And I'm a Marok for Bacchama, Hocham, and Ekoyim, Malay, and Mayim, Askinon. We're talking about pieces that are higher and lower off the ground that are filled up with water. Now they are not considered plantable ground. When the Torah says you're paid according to this evaluation of 50 shekel for the base score, that's only if it's ground that is plantable, that you can grow stuff on. But if it's flooded over and it's watered over and therefore you can't grow anything there, then it, has, then you paid, then it is Kaddish and you're paid it for its regular value, for its regular market value. Dekanami says more, that actually makes sense. Dekatani dumi the slime. It says it's like a rock. What does it mean it's like a rock? Givoyim. Like a rock you can't plant anything on. Also, these ditches are only when they're flooded and therefore you can't plant anything. Shramida. Says, so if the, if the issue is that they're flooded and you can't plant anything, so what's the if they're more than higher or lower than 10 tfachim off the ground? If it's a flooded area, it's not, it doesn't go according to this cheshman. Someone Hanu, if they are within 10 tfachim of the ground, higher or lower, Hanu nagai na aramikri shtida da aramikri. Then they're just considered bottle to the land. So even though they're not plantable, since 99% of the land is plantable, and you have little pieces here and there, a little bit higher, a little bit lower, that are not plantable, they just become bottled to the ground, and you just apply to them with the same cheshbon. But if they're more than 10 tefachim higher than the ground, or less or deeper than 10 tefachim from the ground, and they are not plantable, then in a chanami, you do not do it according to this formula, you do it according to the regular value of what these things are. So that's the halacha of how you apply to things that are not plantable when it comes to hegdish. Okay, now we switch to a second halacha. Gabe mecher. What about when you sell a piece of land to someone? Tanan, the mission Baba Basso says, I'm selling you a base core of ground. And you have over there ground that is higher and lower than the rest of the field. That does not count. You have to sell me a base core of flat land, right? Or, or land that's usable, not if it's higher or lower. Pachas mikan, if it's within ten tefachim of the ground, then I'm done anima. V'yamar maruk for barchama, afal pisha ain malayim mayim. In this case, by the sale of a chesh mishpat halacha, even if these pieces of ground that are higher than are higher than ten tefachim or lower than tefachim below the ground are not filled with water, so theoretically you could plant them on their own, still they do not go into the cheshbon when I say I want to sell you a base core of ground. Why? When I buy a base core field, I expect it to be one big area that I can bring my plow and just plow it over. If it's going to be higher and lower, yes, I can plant in those little areas, but now I have to reposition the plow and go down into the ditch. I don't want that. I expect when I buy it that I'm buying one flat piece of land across. If it's within 10 tefachim, it's bottle. But if it's lower than 12, even if it's plantable, it is not going to the cheshbon. So we see a fundamental difference in halacha between when I makdish something and when I sell it. When I sell it, even if these things are plantable, I don't want them. When I makdish it, only if they're not plantable do they go out of the cheshbon. If they're plantable, they do go into the cheshbon. Oh, so what is the rosh? So hachamai over here, where the husband said to the isha. I am going to have with me a base core offer. So this says the gemara. Is this like hegdish? And it only doesn't count if it's not plantable. And even if it's plantable, it's a different level, then it should not count. So do we look at this as the Hegdish version of it or the Mecher version of it? 
That's our shilas. And when makes sense, we should compare it to the case of hegdish, and therefore it's only not counted if it's not plantable, if it's flooded with water. The fact that it's higher or lower, what does it matter to her? Right? She just wants to make sure he has enough ground that he can plant crops to bring home. She's not actually doing the work. He's doing the work. So, what? He will do the work, and he's not going to be hungry. He's going to do the work. Okay, and therefore we assume that, she, that in this case she just wants to make sure he has enough land to plant. She doesn't really care if it's higher or lower. If it's not plantable, it's a different story. So she doesn't care where he needs to work hard, and then correct, correct, correct. It doesn't care. Assuming he's working, not in Kerala at all. You know, then, then somebody else's issue. Says the Mishnah, famous Mishnah. Here we go. New sugya. Says the Mishnah. We've been listening throughout these last few Mishnayos. All kinds of almanas cases. The person almanas this, almanas that, the mouse that I have money, I'm not a kayer, I'm not a levy. Says this Mishnah finally. Says the Remeir Reimer. Kol tenai she'enu ketenai b'nei gado b'nei ruven ena tenai. He says we have a problem. The problem is when you go ahead and do a maisa, a maisa kedushin, or any other type of maisa, practically speaking, and then you say, but I'm doing it al tenai, al pi standard halacha without knowing anything else. Says Remeir, a tenai has no validity. What right do you have to make it tonight? You made a mice kedushin. How right? You can't say, can you shech the cow and say I'm shechting it all tonight? This and if not, it's not kosher. No, when you shech the cow, it's it's shechted and it's kosher. There's nothing you could do have anything to do with that. Says her mayor, the same thing is true when it comes to kinyanim or any type of chalais like this as well. If you do a Maisa Kedushin without the Torah telling me anything, I would assume the Maisa Kedushin is a Kedushin and you have no ability to put any tonight on there whatsoever. However, says Remeir, there are, is such a thing in the Torah called Hilchas Tanoim. The pl- one place we see in the Torah where the Torah allows and says a Tanai is by B'nai God and B'nai Rufay. In Parshish Matais, when B'nai God and B'nai Rufay and Asher decided they did not want to go into Eretz Yisrael, they wanted to stay in what we always call Ever Hayardin, but be careful because in our context that we're going to be learning, Ever Hayardin is the other side, it's the Canaan side. So we're going to call it Eretz Gilad, okay? They wanted to stay in Eretz Gilad, which was on the Jordan, on the what we call nowadays modern Jordan, they wanted to stay over there with their sheep. So Moshe Rabbeinu said to them, no, 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 you can't just stay here while we're all going to fight back and forth. Moshe Rabbeinu came back to them and said, okay, here's the deal. The deal is, if you come and fight with us, then you can stay over here. And if you don't come fight with us, we'll see the Pesukim in a second, then no. Okay? So why did he have to say both sides? Normally, we could say the Torah says, a tonight. A tonight would mean, if you do something, then you get X. And by definition, the Chayr, we logically would say, and if you don't do it, then you don't get X. Whatever X happens to be. But over here, as we'll see in a second, the Torah tells you both sides of the equation. The Torah is teaching you a Kiddush over here. The Torah is teaching you two things. A, you cannot just make a Tanai anytime, any way you want. A Tanai is a Kiddush, and if you don't make the Tanai the way you're supposed to, it does not work. A. Now, what do you need to have a Tanai? We're going to learn out, in this parish, in this sugi, we're going to learn out one halacha. Rashi brings three or four other halachas we're going to learn out. We're going to learn out A, you have to have what we call a Tanai Kuffel. You have to say both the positive and negative side of the Tanai. We're also going to say, Rashi brings it over here, we learn in other places, we learn you have to say, Tanai koidem lamaisa. You don't say, if, you will, you don't say, if you, you will get Eretz Yisrael or Eretz Gilad, if you go fight, no. If you go fight, then you will get Eretz Gilad. You have to say the Tanai part before the Maisa. It's a deal. And you have to say, the hain koidem lalav. 
You have to say, if you go fight, then you'll get Eretz Galad. If you don't go fight, then you don't get Eretz Galad. You can't say backwards the positive and the negative. So you have to say the positive part first. You have to say the Tanai Kadu Amaisa, and you have to say a Tanai Kafal. The three of the halachas we learned. Says our mayor. If it doesn't fit that prescription, it doesn't work. He said, if you go and fight, then you'll get it. And then Pasuk says, And if you don't go fight, now why do you have to say if you don't go fight? We just said, you'll only get Eretz Gilad if you go fight. Obviously, logically, we would say, therefore, if you don't go fight, you're not getting Eretz Gilad. Why does the Torah have to go out of its way? We'll look at the Pesach in a second to specify that. Because America's the Torah is telling you that that's the only way that tonight would work. And if you don't do it that way, that tonight does not work. Now, before we move on, how does this Halakha of Remeir fit with all the Mishnahis we've listed till now? None of these Mishnahis we listed till now said anything about this. They just said, Al-Manash Yeshebeis Korofar, Al-Manash this, Al-Manash that. None of them said anything about this. There's these huge machlekes reshine. Rashi does not say a word over here. Uh, if you look at this Tesis Riazakin or whoever this is, some say it's Rabbein Avram and Nahar, he actually says, Erechanami, this Mishnah of is arguing in all those Mishnahis. And all those Mishnahis are, are going according to the second sheet that we're going to have in our Mishnah. And they argue and say, you, don't, you do not need a Tanai Kofel. And that is what a lot of Mishnahis say. There's a, a Rambam who says, no, the Rambam says it depends on the nature of how you're making the Tanai. If you're making a Chalais now, a Mamakadish and Isha now, al Tanai, then you don't need a Tanai Kofel. It's only when you say, I want the Chalais to be Chal later, so now you're making a Mais and now it's going to be Chal later, then you make a Tanai, then you need a Meir's Halach of Tanai Kofel. Okay? And then you have Taisus' sheet that's not here, Taisus' in Gittin, which says, no, 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 no. Of course all those Mishnahis are talking about Tanai Kofel, but they weren't caring about the details of the Tanai. They were just telling you the nature of the Tanai, but the Mishnahis are not going into the details. But of course, according to the mayor, all the Tanai we've ever had anywhere in Shas have to be talking about Tanai Kofel. So if you're wondering why all the Mishnahis says, don't mention this, Taisus says, they mean it as well, it's just not mentioned. So if, the, if you do a Tanai Kofel, according to Tanai is Tanai is bottle. That's the point. The point is, it's not a question of gummer or makne. The point is, your gummer to do a misa. Once you do the misa, it works. That's the nature of it. Look at Nif Shimon. That, that's fine, but that's the nature of Tanoim. The nature of Tanoim, according to Mayor, is you make a decision to make the Kenyan. Once you make the decision to make that Kenyan, the rest of it is out of your hands. That's the way of Shimon explains it. Okay? So that's a Mayor. No, 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 no. He says, wait a second. Let's pay attention. If you have a chumash in front of you, that's great. If not, I'll read you the psukim so you can see what's going on over here. So we're in Parshas Matis. In Parshas Matis, they go back and forth. And finally, at the end, Moshe Rabbeinu says to them, Moshe says to B'nai Yisrael, so this is when he's talking to Klai Yisrael and telling them, how, this is the deal, okay? If they cover with the argument, Kochotz, Mocham, Lefnei Hashem, V'nichu Sharetz, Lefnei Hashem, V'nichu they get Eretz Gilad. Okay? Now, if we stop there, let's say we still we stop there, which would mean, if they don't go over the argument to fight in Israel, then this deal is off. Okay? If the deal is off, what does that mean? <coughs> Think about it for a second before you answer Okay, if they don't go fight, if I just stopped here after Pasuk Haftes, if I don't go fight, what would happen to Bnei God, Bnei Ruben, and Chatzis Shevet Benashe? So, let's just pay attention. Okay, assuming they had, let's assume Bnei God and Ruben did not come ask this at all. Let's start from the beginning. If Bnei God, Ruben, and Chatzis Shevet Benashe don't ask for anything, okay, then what happens to this area of Eretz Gilad? 
So Lechayra, it's got to be, it sounds like from the nature of this sugya, it is part of Eretz Yisrael. It would have been part of Eretz Yisrael every also. And the 12 Shvatim that split up Eretz Canaan would have also split up Eretz Gilad. Everybody would have gotten 8%, you know, around, not really 8%, but like, you know, Ke'ilu, 8%. Just like they split up whatever is in Eretz Canaan, they would have split up Eretz Gilad. Comes along Chatsi Shem, Reuben and God and said, no, wait a second. We don't, we're going to give up our Chelek and Eretz Canaan. And instead of our Chelek and Eretz Canaan, we want to get extra Chelek in Gilad, and all of Kleis will not take in Gilad, only we will, and you'll take our chedek over there. That's really what the deal they were offering. Meshav says, great, if you go fight, you get that deal. If you don't go fight, then what happens? You have three possibilities. If you don't go fight, everything goes back to what I just started with, which is, everybody splits everything evenly. That's one way to look at it. Or you could say, if you don't go fight, you guys are out. You're out. You did not, you already said you don't want Eretz Canaan, you already said that. You don't want that. So that you're not getting. The only way I'm giving you anything in Eretz Gilad is if you go fight. If you don't go fight, you're getting zero. That's one way. That's the second way to look at it. A third way to look at it is, no. If you don't go fight, you're not going to get Eretz Gilad, but you'll still get a piece of Eretz Gilad. How much? Your regular 8%, not 33%. But how, how do you know that? I don't know. No, how do you know? How, where, from where do you learn that anyway, the whole Kali soul would that's the way Rashi, Rashi. There's the answer. Okay, so it's clear for the context. Excuse me. It's clear for the context of the psukim that that's what. It's clear for the context of the Rashi's here in the sugya that that's the assumption that they're all. Everybody would have gotten a piece of it. It's a question of who's who's shifting around their tzchus. Okay, so now we have an issue. The issue is, says Rabbi Chanina, if I only said the positive side of this tonight. I would not know what happens on the negative because I just offered you three possibilities of what would happen on the negative side. They get anyways, they only get part, they lose everything. Who knows what happens? Says when the Pasik says in Pasik Lamed, Vim lo and if you don't go fight Itchem, then you'll get a piece. What the Torah is telling you is you do get a piece. Even if you don't go fight, you don't lose out more than anybody else. Okay? You get what everybody else would have gotten. And therefore, says look inside the Mishnah, you have to have the, the tonight kafal over here for a different reason. If not, you would have thought they don't get anything. So, if you don't go fight, you still get something. You don't get the deal, but you at least get something. And therefore, you don't see from here anything about tonight kafal. Because over here, you have to tell me the negative side, because it's not clear what the negative side would have been otherwise. Says the Gemara, This is such a good time that the Gemara said to her mayor, What's Pshat your mayor? Why does your mayor think you learned from here tonight, Kuffel? Here you have to have the Kuffel, because here you don't know what the opposite negative side would have been. So I'm looking at your mayor, mayor says, No. If it's not telling you tonight, Kuffel, it's telling you just how much and where, the Torah could have said, It could have just said, And if you don't go, then you get Pesachachem. You get like everybody else got. Be'eretz Kanan Lamali. Why does it say you will get Be'eretz Kanan? The Torah could have just said, You'll get like everybody else. Because you would have, I mean, you're not going to get anything. that you get. Why does the Torah have to say that extra two words at the end of the Pasuk of Be'eretz Kanan? You know why? Because the Torah is telling you, if I don't tell you you're going to get an Eretz Kanan, then you might think that the Tanai still works. And if you don't go fight, I made a deal with you. I made a deal. I prefer you go fight for you to get Eretz Gilad. If you don't go fight, you're still going to get Eretz Gilad. 
unless I specifically say that you don't. And therefore, you have to specifically say it tonight, Kafel. Says the mayor, for the fact that it stresses that word Eretz Kenan, it's telling you that you would have had a Havamina, that they're still going to get an Eretz Kilad, not an Eretz Kenan. Kamash from the Posse, that no, Kamash from the Posse, you have a, that would, now you have a tonight Kafel, and tonight Kafel takes it all away, and you're going to get like everybody else. So we have a fundamental question over here is what is this Posse coming to teach me? According to Mayor, this Posse, the, at least the Eretz Kanan part of this Posse, is teaching me the tonight Kafel. You're right, says the Mayor. The beginning of the Posse, I would have thought they lose everything, Kamash from they still get. But then why does it have to say the word Eretz Kanan? The word Eretz Kanan is telling me that it's more than that. It's not that if they would have if, if they wouldn't have fought, they would get nothing. That means if you would have fought, the deal would have been with Kuyim anyways. Kamash from the Pasuk of a Tanai Kafel, but no. If you don't do it, you don't get. Says the Gemara inside. So how does Rebichanil do with this word Eretz Kanan? He says, If it didn't say the word Eretz Kanan, That you know what you get? You would have a Havmina, you get nothing. Kamash from the Pasuk, you would have thought that at least you get a part of Eretz Gilad. But Eretz Kenan, Klaloi, not in Eretz Kenan, and not a swap for Eretz Kenan. So therefore the Torah says, therefore the Torah says Eretz Kenan, that no, if you don't go, if you don't go, you still will get the equivalent in Eretz Kenan as well. Vermeer says no. Vermeer says, by definition, that would have meant by itself that you get where everybody else gets. If Klai Yisrael is getting in Eretz Kanan and Eretz Gilad, you're also going to get in Eretz Kanan and Eretz Gilad. Why does it have to stress Eretz Kanan? must be there's a Havamina that they're not going to get in Eretz Kanan. Rather, they would take their full chelik in Eretz Gilad because the deal would still be a deal. So we have a fundamental way of explaining, of a machloikis here, and how to understand what, what the negative would have been had the Pasuk not specified it. Now the Gemara makes it a little bit sharper. Tanya, Amar B'chinina Gamliel. Moshe L'ma'ad I'll give you a Moshe. A person was dying and he left over his stuff to his kids. Amar, and he says, Plenty bini yirasha de plainis. Plenty bini yirasha de plainis. Okay, Reuven should get this field, Shimon should get that field. Plenty bini, my third son Levi, yitin mezaimzos. If he pays a certain amount of money, then the yirasha de plainis. Then he'll get his third field. Vimloi. If he doesn't pay the money, then he just gets the rest of the fields with the other brothers. So what are we saying over here? Reuven and Shem are going to get. Obviously, this third brother is the equivalent to Reuven and God and Chatzis Chev Menasha. The paying the money is them fighting. If you pay, you'll get the special land. If you don't pay, you're just going to get even. Okay. Me If he did not say that other negative, if I just said, if you pay 200, you get a special field, and I stop. What would you have thought? The kfela that I said, if you don't pay, you're still going to get, is there to make sure you get something. Because without me saying you get that, then I would have said, if you pay 200, you get. If you don't pay 200, you know what you get? Zero. So I have to specify that if you don't pay the 200, at least you get a regular chedek like the rest of the brothers. So says that's what's going on in our Pasuk. If you don't go fight and you didn't sell me what the repercussion is, I would have thought the repercussion of not fighting is nothing. You get zero. Kamashwa, you at least get something. Says that's not what we said in our Mishnah. Your Havmina was that you don't get zero. The way we explained it was, that if you don't pay, and if you don't fight, you get zero. What was the kfela coming to include? 
Was the kefela coming to say you, you would have gotten zero? Kamashman, you get something? Or is the kefela coming to say you would have gotten only 8%? Kamashman, let you get 33%. Which one was it coming to do? Says, Ma, you're right, like Kasha. Remember, in the original said, if I didn't have the negative part of the Pasuk, I would have assumed you get zero. Not an Eretz Kenan, not an Eretz Kilad. And that's the first version of the Mashal, that you would have gotten zero. Then Ramayr said, okay, that's true, but then why is there the word Eretz Kenan? And therefore, because there's a second Havamina. And the second Havamina is that instead of getting you won't, it's not that you won't get anything, but you'll only get a piece in Eretz Gilad, but you won't get an Eretz Kenan. That's a second half amina. Even that half amina is wrong. And then we have the second mushal. So the mushal has two flavors. There's one version of the mushal where if you don't pay the money, you get zero. And there's one version of the mushal where if you don't pay the money, you'll get your little piece, but you won't get anything by theirs. Or the equivalent of theirs, I should say. And therefore, that's why we have two versions of this mushal. So according to a mayor, if you don't say the other side, the deal's still kaya. According to Gamliel, if you don't say the other side, it could be you'll lose everything, or it could be you'll lose Eretz Kanan, but you'll get at least your 8% in Eretz Gilad, Kamashman at the end of all of this, that no, if you don't do the deal, then according to everybody, Lamaisa, just to make it clear, according to Mayor, and according to Gamliel, if they don't go fight, they, everything just goes back to the way it was supposed to be at the beginning. And everybody gets their 8% in both Gilad and in Eretz Kanan. That is the final deal, if they don't go fight. If they do fight, then you do the swapping business. Oh, says the mother, it's all very good. So now we have Machlaikas in all of Shas of do we say you need a tonight call for or not? The problem is there's many, 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 many psukim which seem to point one way or the other. Let's go through them. Vishra and Mayor. Oh, tomorrow's lightning. Im Saitiv Saes, right? If by Kayan and Hevel, if you do tshuva, good. And if you don't do tshuva, the Pesach Chatas Ravitz, you're going to be destroyed. So why do you have to say both sides of the equation? Once I tell you one side, Michlal Lav. Tell me one side of the equation. I know the other side of the equation. Right? In our case, we said there's a special reason you don't know the other side. But the over here, obviously things are either good or bad. No, you never have me. If you do tshuva, igra, then you get schar. If you don't do tshuva, maybe you don't get schar, but who says you get punished? So therefore, Pasuk says that like Kamashman and Pesachatas Ravitz, that if you don't do tshuva, not only is things not going to be is not only are things not going to be very good, but they're actually going to be very bad. I'm just reading the psukim. You don't just don't know. You, I, I understand because we're in Ganadin, so you'll, you'll get kicked out of Ganadin. But who says that you're going to be Navanad virus? Who says all those things? Here's an interesting one. This is by Eliezer. Avram sends Eliezer to go get Rivka as a wife for Yitzchak. And Eliezer said, he makes him make a shvua. And Eliezer, and he says, only go to my family. And Eliezer says, what if she doesn't want to come back? And Avram says, don't worry about it. If she doesn't want to come back, then you're out of the shvua. Now, this repeats itself twice in the Pasuk, if you look carefully. Once when Avram says it to Eliezer, and one when Eliezer gets there, he repeats the whole story, and he says the same thing. Over there, so he repeats the positive and the negative. Here's the shvua, and if not, then no shvua. Why you have to repeat both sides? So Bishra Mayor is if Oz if they don't want to send her, if she doesn't want to come, we'll see the difference in a second, then you're out of the Shua. Elder Khinigamliya Lamali, what do you have to repeat both sides? Obviously. If she come, yes, yes, no, no. What if she agrees to come? But they don't. They refuse to send her. So if they refuse to send her, then what's going to be the halach over there? Let's look carefully in the psukim. So you can be dyke the psukim carefully. Let's find it over here. It's in Perachov Dalit Pasuk Mem Aleph. 
The Pasik says, Yes. Yeah. The Pasik says, yeah. If they don't give her, she might want to come. But the family doesn't want to send her, then you're going to be free from the shore. So it, the, purpose of the, the purpose of the double is not to tell you that if, you, if they don't want to go. The purpose is who is refusing to go. So if she says yes, but they say no, also then you're out of the shore. Says the Gemara, fine. What about him? The beginning parsha when Avram Avinu first says it to Eliezer. What I just quoted you is when Eliezer was repeating it. When Avram Avinu first says it, if you look carefully in the Psukim, it actually says something slightly different. Over there, the Pasik says, And he says, Where's the Pasik? Right, he says, In Pasik Here it does not say they're not giving her. It says, She's the one who's refusing to go. What's that for? Why is it repeated there? What if they want to send her? But she refuses to go. You should take her anyways. No. So if you're very careful, Avram Rabino must have said both. He must have actually said, if she refuses to go, or they refuse to send her. In the first version, when the Torah writes it, it focuses on her refusal. And in the second version, when Eliezer is repeating it, it's focusing on their refusal. But the purpose of the repeating is not for a tonight couple, like her mayor said. Rather, it's so that it's clear that what is the, the, the determination to make that Eliezer is out of the shul. Another one. Bishra mayor. What about by the Teichach on the Klolos? It says, in Dixiv it says, in Bechukhoisai Teilechu, and you get all the brachas. And then it says, in the Teichach on Pashat Bechukhoisai, in Bechukhoisai, in Bechukhoisai Temasu, then you get all the Klolos. What do we need that for? Just tell me if you do good, you have good, and we'll know, Chas the opposite. Or tell me if you do bad, you'll get punishments, and we'll know the opposite. El so, like we already said, you get bracha. But if you don't do good, if you don't, if you don't do the mitzvahs, then bracha Think will be neutral. How do you know it's going to be bad? Another one in, in Sefer Yeshai at the beginning. Right? We have we say this in Avteirah. Everything we good. And the next pasuk says, Then Hashem will destroy us. So if you refuse and you don't do the mitzvahs, One more piece to round it up. The pasuk said, That's a strange word, right? You don't eat a sword. Right? A sword might eat you, but you don't eat a sword. It's a sort of strange possum. My cherif to uchlu, what does it mean? Amarava, milcha glilinasa. It means you, that the only thing you have to eat is coarse salt. Nama desari akusha, very hard bread made from barley. Ubatsli, and uh, onions of some sort. Pas porni chareva, this kind of rashes pas porni is large bread. Bread that's not high quality bread, it's very dry. Bemelach with salt, but salam kosham leguf. There is bad to the goof as swords. And that's why it's cherif to uchlu. It's like you're eating swords. That's the kolah. Mishmizeichet to only have the brachos. Amen.